Hey guys. What up though? I'm Amira. And I'm Kes. And we are newlyweds. We spent our entire first year of marriage in quarantine. Right now, we're winging it. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing. Eh, we're figuring it out though. We're about to take you guys on a journey that is juicy and spicy. Wait, we not talking about chicken? Really? We not? Anyway, we're going to give it to you guys straight. No chaser because, well, that's the only way we know how to do it. Married and Winging It starts now. Welcome back to Married and Winging It. So today's episode is going to be juicy. And the reason why I say that is because this is a topic I feel like we have been on the same page about since we've met, I can honestly say. And one thing that I have been seeing on my timeline, you know, since COVID happened is babies, babies, babies. Yep. <laughs> and I don't know if there's something in the water or something that people are eating, but it just feels like every time I log on to Instagram, other than seeing a bunch of weddings and engagements and proposals, all I keep seeing are like pregnant women, people having babies, newborns, like literally all over my timeline. <laughs> and I don't know what's happening. That pandemic sex, that's what's happening. Great. <laughs> you know, you're home. Right. You know, you're staring at it. You know, everybody's walking around. Like, home and staring yeah, at it. That's you what's know, up. You got tank tops on, booty <laughs> shorts and stuff. Like, you know, at some point you're going to bump right. into Right. The pool are going to get weak over during the COVID. I don't know. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, we in a in a war of the respiratory system right now. Wow, like, the war of the, no more uh, stamina. Man, ain't nobody going out to work out. Ain't nobody get to run. So I can't. Well, know. we clearly didn't get the memo. So, nah. <laughs> but I say that to say, I feel like we're in a, such a good and healthy um, period in our marriage where. You know, a lot of people have obviously been like asking us, like, when are we going to have kids? Like, we've been feeling like, even if people don't directly ask us, I feel the energy of people like looking at me like, uh, like, is she pregnant? Like, I keep telling you, every single time we go around our families, like, I feel like the first thing people do is look at my stomach and you'll be thinking I'm crazy. I don't know. I don't, I don't see stuff. (laughs) So I'm terrible when it comes to any signs and people doing extra. People be looking at my stomach. I know it. And I'll be feeling uncomfortable. Like, no, I'm about to get a shirt made. They'll be like, I'm not pregnant yet. (laughs) Leave me alone. So today's topic, I feel like it's going to be really good because I think a lot of people within our current time frame of being married, which is one year, can relate to this period, you know, in their lives where people are just kind of looking at them and being like, what are y'all doing? What's next? Like, it just kind of feels like this cloud is over us that everyone's anticipating it without really saying anything. Mm -hmm. So do we feel like we have to have kids or do we actually like really want them? Like if it was our choice. I mean, it's, it's our choice regardless. Yeah, you know I, I feel mean. like <laughs> I feel like we do want to have kids. I mean, it's very easy to hear the pressure from, you know, family or friends mm-hmm. and people looking at our wedding and stuff like you just said on social media. You know, it, it goes to a societal viewpoint. You know, it's the same thing when you grow up. They say school, college, job, find your partner, marry, then kids. Yeah. You know, it's a very easy setup to the quote unquote American dream. But not everyone has that same dream or will be able to even have that dream. Not everybody can have kids. Not everybody will find their partner in life. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yes, that is definitely not everyone's path. And I I love that you said that because I think society molds us into thinking, like you said, like you grow up, you go to school, you have to go to college. After you graduate college, you have to find a job right away. After you find a job, you have to get find somebody, get married, then have kids, buy a house. Like it's like a trajectory that we're like molded as a society to follow. 
And I definitely feel like we wouldn't be the kind of parents to like force our kids to go to college. We wouldn't force them to like do anything that they didn't want to do if they wanted to take a year off and like Mm -hmm. do something else and then go like, I would be fine with that. I think that society definitely molds our brains into thinking that that is what we're supposed to do. So that was one of the reasons why I asked that question. Like, do we feel like we have to have it? Mm. Or is it something that we genuinely want to do? So I agree with you in that response and saying I never felt like it was something that we had to do. But I don't know. There's also a part of me that feels like, like, I don't know, like, would we feel empty? Like if we didn't create our own family? Like, I think that piece of me is like, I kind of feel like we have to do it because I don't think we would feel complete without having like a little mini running around. Yeah, I think I agree with that. You know, we'd be enjoying it in the, in the mm-hmm. beginning stages like you know as we're still young you know laughing at everybody stressing out and stuff yeah meanwhile as we get older you know their kids are getting out and then they're starting to get at peace we're just like oh we don't have anybody to say goodbye to or mm-hmm. look forward to hearing from it's just me and you right you know? and you know it's someone in that trajectory of just you know being by yourself and not having kids i mm-hmm. feel like you know, you got to know that it's just going to be you guys, you know, because eventually your friends uh, and even your family around the same age, when they do start having kids, that time that you guys will spend together is going to be very limited because you mm-hmm. don't have kids. You know, they're going to be spending more time with people that do have kids. Right. Um, it's just easier that way, you know, because they can have kids in a playpen or they can go to Six Flags or wherever mm-hmm. it may be and, you know, can have a genuine moment to themselves. And if they hang out with you, they got to find somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's actually funny because yeah. I do think that we would gravitate towards people who had kids. Just like now we gravitate yeah. to people who don't have kids. It's natural. It's yeah. Natural. yeah. <laughs> like I can't think of a lot of people who I hang out with that have, that actually have children. I think I have like maybe three friends who have kids. And like you said, like they would bring their kids here with them. So I do think that we're like in a waiting period now where we're just kind of like allowing God to guide us into what's next and when that would, that next stage would happen. But I do think that we're on the same page in terms of like the scares and, you know, all of the things that come with bringing a life into the world. Yes. And for me, like as a woman and as a black woman, I think I'm very, I've always been afraid to like have kids. And I've always told you that, that like, I'm really scared. But I do feel like this is what, you know, us as women, like we're built to do, like our bodies are made to, you know, birth children. Yeah. And I'm just leaning on God to get me through it because I'm not good with pain. I'm not <laughs> good with, you know, my body going through different things, but I'm just going to go into it in a very faith yeah. <laughs> driven and, you know, mindset. Yeah. But I can honestly say that I'm really afraid. And I think that I can't base, you know, um, childbirth and like Instagram on like mm. what my personal journey would be. And that's one thing I've always been very stern about is I'm not going to look at people on Instagram like, oh, like she snapped back in a week or she did it so I can do it too. Mm. I feel like I'm going into it with my own like mindset, like my own path, my own journey and saying like, if this is something that I can do, it's because I can do it. Not because I saw like an Instagram model I agree. No, <laughs> you know, I agree. Yeah. go through it and I can do it too. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people look to, you know, social media for not validation, but mm-hmm. like an example of like what childbirth can be. Yeah. And that's a scary way to start that process in motherhood is to look to other people to kind of base your situation off of because everyone is not does not have the same birth story. Yeah, it's a it's a social we're in the age of social media. Everyone yeah. is curious as human beings. We're very curious and always mm-hmm. seeking the answer. You know, it's very scary not having the answers to the things 
that, you know, you, you would want to know as in, you know, like everybody would know, like to have a peek into the future mm-hmm. in general. So it's only natural to, like you say, go on social media, see what the next person's doing, mm-hmm. see how they got through it. Even if you don't have the same situation, just in case, you know, just in case that peace of mind, just, you know, part of being human. So, yeah. But again, like you said, you have to realize though, your journey is not the same as the next person's journey. It's definitely it, not. Even if it's a similar situation, it's not going to be the same. You're going to mm-hmm. have to be different doctors, different hospital, different family history. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just different. Yeah, I agree. And I, again, going back to, you know, what I mentioned prior about being a black woman in particular, just hearing so many horror stories about women dying at childbirth and not being tended to when they are, you know, complaining to their doctors about pain. Mm-hmm. And even you brought up, you know, um, I forget what you said it was called when the baby is born within the fallopian tube. Uh, and, pre- pregnancy. Yeah, like little things like that. Well, that's not little, but like huge mm-hmm. things like that, <laughs> you know, that can be super detrimental to you having additional children. It's scary to me. So yeah, worry about that because I'm fighting. Great. I will slap the shit out of the doctors. <laughs> I'm not playing that issue. Those stories that you be sending me, like, nah, I'm not, I'm not being a single oh father. It's not happening. I can't. Like, I'm going Can to jail that day. Nurses, that please? day, I'm going to jail. <laughs> you big and black, she you said, can't she, turn she said up. Her, her neck hurt. Go, <laughs> go figure it out. I don't know. She said she got a little scratch on oh the shoulder. Oh my or god! Like, All right. I'm just keeping it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't care. Angry black. Okay, guy. boo. Thank you. I appreciate Level your support. So the same black man. I'm sure that you won't have to do that. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. Amen. I'm sure I will get through it. God protect me too from having to put hands on somebody. You will not have to put hands on anybody during our childbirth. Thanks. Amen. But I appreciate your support and I, I feel protected. Anytime. <laughs> Anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think the reason why we you know, wanted to bring that up is because I think a lot of people, when they think about having kids, they never think about the bad when it comes yeah, to kids like yeah, yeah. on Instagram they never show like any of the horrors that like come with with childbirth like yeah. they don't ever show the bad I feel like whenever I personally log on you know to Instagram I only see happy babies I only see them yeah. laughing and cheering yeah. and the parents like oh my gosh look at little Sally she's like walking yeah. today but they never show the sleepless nights they never show the atomic bomb poops like yeah. they never yeah. show yeah. like <laughs> And I feel like it's very few people who are starting to come out now and like show like show, yeah. the entire full picture of like parenthood. But I I know for a fact that it's not all bells and whistles. No, absolutely not. And it's interesting because I know that every single time we talk about, you know, um, potentially having kids like with your family, they're always like, you're going to not going to sleep. You're, this is going to happen. Yeah, they keep it a buck. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'll be all right, you'll be all right but X, Y, Z. Like you're gonna be some, gonna be a couple days. Yeah, couple days. right. But I don't think that we were going into it with the mindset that everything was going to be all rosy. No, I don't think we. Now. I don't think we ever. ever Never. Did, like know? I, I yeah. feel like just because something is hard though, that's not going to stop us from doing it. No, I think that's no, a part no, of life no. of yeah. going through things together as you know a married couple and overcoming it together. I don't think that it's going to be easy. But I do commend us for taking our time. Like yeah. we live, we bought a house, we lived together for two years prior. Mm. We got married twice. (laughs) And I feel like now we're in a period where like we're good. Like I feel like we've combed through a lot of like the small early stages bickering of like living together. And I honestly feel like we're never going to stop learning new things about each other. So even with the uh, journey, yeah, Yeah. even with becoming parents, I think we're going to learn new things about each other. Like who's going to be the strict parent versus the calm one. You know, everyone (laughs) assumes who it may be with that. And then Mm -hmm. you never know. Things will change. It could be me. Yeah, You may be the nice one. 
and, uh, <laughs> for those who don't know, everyone's expecting me to be the strict father. You are. I don't think I'm going to be that, but that's what everybody says about and me. Why do you think you won't be? Because I'm nice. No, you're yes, not. I am nice. I always try to help everyone. I just want to make sure, you know, that they're on a, a good starting path. And then, you know, as mm-hmm. they go, we got it. We don't, we don't pull and push. We just got it. Right. Know? Pull and push. We just got it. Amen. Great. <laughs> I think it's because people see the way, how passionate you are with the people that you love. I think mm. that's where I think that you're going to be the strict parent because you have been that authoritative figure in a lot of people's lives, your friends' lives, mm-hmm. your fa- some of your younger family members' lives. Yeah. Like you have been the one that has gave it to them straight, no chaser. Where it's like, this is life. If you don't get yourself together, you gonna get shot. <laughs> <laughs> like not, not verbatim, not verbatim, <laughs> but yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Like that's life. Yeah. Like you will get snatched up. Like you cannot I just mean, be out here. Keep it a bug. I mean, I don't <laughs> like to sugarcoat because outside ain't sugar, you know? It's true. So Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think you're gonna be a phenomenal dad because I think whether it's a boy or a girl or both, like I think that you provide value in terms of that. Like you are the type of person that you can be nice and like give real life like lessons to somebody and then you also know how to discipline in a healthy way where I feel like they could actually learn a lot from you and I always say like if we have a girl I know she's gonna like you more than me like I'm already <laughs> I'm already prepared for me to be the outcast and you guys will be out she's having ice cream by you. myself you have all the fashion sense and know how to get she's not gonna wanna dress like stuff. me she's gonna wanna dress like you what really? she's gonna be like I wanna be regular I wanna wow <laughs> it's subliminal you mad chill or relax. Everybody, mm-hmm. know, everybody probably can see that through the through the podcast audio. Right. <laughs> everybody knows I'm flashy. I like brand names. She's not gonna want any of that much. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I really do think that you're gonna be a great dad, and I feel like you're gonna provide just based off of the way that you were raised and like things that you have always said you wanted to provide your kids. I feel like they're gonna be good. To the point where we won't even have to yell or raise our voice to do anything. All you have to do is just give them that look. And that's what I want. I don't, I don't want to yell at my kids. I never wanted to yell at my kids. <laughs> I hate yelling. Mm-hmm. I do. You think I don't like it? Like you just said, I'm a chill person. What chill person likes yelling, likes to have attention drawn to them. I don't, true. I don't like any of that. That's true. So question. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, and I already probably already know the answer to this, but when we hit 30, do you feel like there's an added pressure to have kids sooner? Um, yeah, because of, you know, everyone knows about the, you know, high risk after 35 for women. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we just got married. So it's always, so we just hit that sweet spot right in between of the marriage and the, th- uh, the 35 year window. Mm-hmm. Now everyone's just looking like you just said, like, I, I hear every other conversation. It's like, Oh, you know, what are you guys doing next? Like, I already know what you're insinuating, you know, man, you know, that's up to each relationship out there. I don't really feel like there's a time frame. I mean, 35 is a good guideline in terms of just being healthy in your yeah. pursuit of having a children. And if you know you want to have children 100 percent, then you should have some type of window with the 35 year age gap. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't know, then it's you still have time to, you know, take your time, investigate, mm-hmm. really dig deep within yourself. You know, do you see yourself as a parent? And, you know, how, what life would be like with and without, uh, a child. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to go back to your point, yeah, pressure, but we don't really put that on ourselves. Yeah. I feel like I put it on myself a little bit only because I've never wanted to be an old mom. Yeah. Yeah. You, you I always have yeah. said that. 
I think, yeah, ever since, yeah, even when we first met, I feel like yeah. you, you, you wanted to have a kid before like 28. Yeah. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have loved to have actually my first child at 28 in a perfect world. Yeah. Um, but then when I think back on it now, I think that would have been a huge mistake. <laughs> I definitely was not ready to have kids until I just feel like we were doing so much during that time yeah, too. We were, like it was a fast forward. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I feel, I feel like God knew what he was doing, like just in terms of like slowing us down because within, I always say like within my whole twenties, I feel I can like genuinely look back at my life and say, I've lived like, there's nothing that mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't done yet that I would be like, Oh my God, I wish I did this before I had kids. Like I'm yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> like I switched my job so many times. Like I know what I hate now at this mm-hmm. point, I have partied it up. I've fell in love, like got married, like bought a house, like got a master's degree. Like, I feel like I've, like, I came, saw and conquered. Like, Mm. I'm like, I'm good. And I feel like I'm at a position now where I feel like I need to slow down in life a little bit. Even where I am now within my career, I feel like God has really like taken the reins back where I was just in full drive, full speed ahead. And it was just, I did not feel like I was in a good, healthy mindset to bear children like this time last year. And now I feel like I'm in a much healthy, slower pace where Mm. I'm able to like manage things in a more effective way and kind of get my life like a little bit back on track because I feel like I was like a complete mess like everyone else was during COVID. <laughs> so, now I feel like like I'm good, like in a position where we can actually have like a healthy conversation about like the next step and yeah. do it, you know, at our own pace. Yeah, I feel like with, with COVID, I just, I wouldn't say that you were in a bad spot. I just feel like with everyone with COVID, there was too much time to mm-hmm. start questioning things. Yeah. When someone has a lot of time, your uh, your mind is naturally going to start doing the what if, mm-hmm. how so, am I doing anything wrong? It's just too much time that your mind, your mind just wanders. Like, yeah. You're not always in control of your mind. And when you have a lot of time, you're not occupying that time. There's just so much to like think about. So you're going to eventually think some negative stuff, some in-between stuff, some possible regrets. Stuff. Like you're just going to mm-hmm. be thinking. So. Yeah. It, I just feel, felt like it was just really busy, like mm. with work, like to the point where. Transition. Yeah. I didn't even, remember I was telling you, like, even though I was working from home, like I was just in so many meetings, like, oh, like back to back to back. Like yeah. in my mind, I was like, if I had a newborn here, like I would literally have to quit my job. Like there was yeah, no you, way I, mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have been that. able to have a crying baby next to me in meetings. Like yeah. it just would have been impossible. Yeah. I would have literally like we would have literally needed like a nanny or something or like someone here. Yeah. Like it, it just would have been impossible. Like kudos to all the working moms that <laughs> were able to pull that off, like yeah. by working from home and like during COVID because. I can't imagine like what they could have like possibly gone through, like homeschooling kids and yeah. like still trying to manage your nine to five. Like, mm. not only that, like Jesus Christ, we, we were both working parents. Like, yeah, we would have been both working parents. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I would have been coming home trying to get my break, and I could yeah. because I would have. There's to, no break. Yeah, and it would just be like <laughs> pulling hair out. You yeah, know? you leave one job and go to the next one. It yeah. would have felt like honestly, like, and and no matter what age, like people's kids were like during the COVID, um, like quarantine, like whether they were newborns or or, teenager. Yeah. Like you had, it was a lot to manage. So hats off to you guys for pulling that off. Yeah. (laughs) That was from the outside looking in. I can't even imagine having to go through that, but I say that to say God knew what he was doing because (laughs) Lord knows I was able to just focus just on my job. And that was enough, like for me and my plate, it was a lot. So when we talk about legacy, and I think one of the reasons why we we always said we wanted kids, because I feel like we had a heart to heart about it. Like, why do we want to have kids? And I think this is such an important question for people to ask each other, because you never want to go into having kids again, just because you feel like you have to. Mm. And one of the main reasons that came up for us was 
the power of like a legacy, generational mm. wealth. And when I think back to that response, I kind of think about Oprah and Stedman. I kind of <laughs> think about, you yeah. know, other successful yeah. people, Ellen, like for instance, kids, yeah. who don't have kids, yeah. but they're like these millionaire, billionaire people. Mm. And years from now, way like hundreds of years from yeah, now, they're replaced by the next billionaires. And yeah. Next billionaires. They are still going to be known by our grandkids. I mm. feel like everyone's going to know who Oprah is. Mm-hmm. To me, that's leaving a legacy not mm-hmm. without having kids. Yeah. Like if you can be able to build a brand on your own mm-hmm. and not have any kids or anything that you're like leaving behind, like person wise, mm-hmm. that's a legacy. Yeah. Like you could leave a legacy of books, of novels. She has a legacy of like a whole television network. Mm-hmm. So I just think that that, that that's so interesting where, you know, people who don't want to have kids, like I think it's healthy to have that mindset because you can leave your own brand behind. Like who you are as a person mm. is a legacy. Like mm. You don't necessarily have to have kids to have that. Mm. So I'm curious to know like what you think about that. Because I know we were on the same page in terms of like, oh my God, we have to have kids. We want to we have a legacy and generational wealth. But I think that kind of stumps us in a sense, like do we need to have kids to have a legacy? Yeah. I mean, you kind of, uh, bear with me because I feel mm-hmm. like I have a lot to say. You kind of stimulated <laughs> my uh, brain patterns right mm-hmm. now. There's a lot for me that goes behind it because in term- with the having kids thing, I always thought of, you know, passing something along that can grow and ferment to be even bigger and better, mm-hmm. like over the course of not just a few years, centuries, you know, like family, that this is the family, the family business, family castle. Like, you know, I think back to like medieval times mm-hmm. when the nobles and the, like the royals, you know, they, they passed down everything over a course of years and years and years and years and years. Family always had money. Family always was able to do what they wanted to do to either progress themselves or progress the family name. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I feel like being a first generation American here, I feel like that's something I wanted to do. You know, us moving from Nigeria here, my family and being the first born, me and my brother, I feel like it's our duty to, to set the, set the precedence, you know, set the standard of our name in this country and mm-hmm. kind of moving that up uh, the ladder, no matter which way it is, whether it be fame, fortune, you know, what, whatever you consider power may be just to continue to move forward so that our children, our grandchildren, great grandchildren mm-hmm. always had a stepping stone to go and accomplish what they want to accomplish, not having to build from ground zero, mm-hmm. you know, because as we know, it's very hard to build from ground zero. Even those millionaires that we see on TV and everything now, like living from living in a car to being a multimillionaire, like that's blessed by tears. Like you said, like some of them don't even have a chance to have children or even see family or friends mm-hmm. because they have to maintain that level. But in my family, I want them to be able to still have family while not having to worry about mm-hmm. money and everything like that. That's always been my goal. Never see my family or friends ever struggle financially. And if I can do anything more than that, socially, mentally, whatever I can do to help, I'm going to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's just, that's what brings me joy. You know, mm-hmm. it brings a smile to my face just to, to know that my loved ones are okay. You know? Yeah. So that's for me. That's that's a good point. And I, I think that's a, a phenomenal goal as well and something to stand on. My only thing with that is, and I really hate to say this, but <laughs> if there was ever a world where we weren't able to have kids, mm. would you feel like you failed? Because you have such a strong goal in that like you're like, mm. we have to set the standard. Obviously, your brother already has kids. Now, do you feel like that added, like you're putting added pressure on yourself mm. by saying like, I have to build a family? But then what if God says you can't? That is a good question. That's a very good question. Um, I don't think I would necessarily, I don't think I would feel like I failed. I just think my trajectory of where I am now 
and where I'm going would be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Like I would have done a lot more for myself earlier. If, you, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, what we've been doing now, the house, you know, progressing career routes, I feel like we've, we've been together building our family forward. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I would have been a little more selfish in some of the things that I wanted to accomplish younger. And even now I find, I figure, you know, like even some of the businesses and stuff that we talk about, I feel like I would be taking a lot more action now versus trying to progress in my pro uh, profession to get that added security before going into those businesses. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the only thing. I don't think I would be considered, consider myself a failure. I just think, my trajectory would be a little bit different. But you would be okay with that outcome? I'd be okay. Yeah, I'd be okay. Listen, I'm chill. I'm a homebody. I don't need the glitz and glamour of like the highest, you know, millionaire to feel like I, I made it. You know, we mm -hmm. have a home. We have cars. You know, like a lot of stuff we have, like I know the next person does not have. So I am satisfied. Mm -hmm. I'm content with what God has blessed me with. So I'm not, I would never say that, you know, like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, so upset I wasn't able to get my Aston Martin. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't uh, able to get my eight room, six bathroom home. Like, first off, we're going to get there. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the furthest thing from my mind. And secondly, you know, we're blessed. You know? We are. So, we are blessed. One hundred percent. And I, I asked that question because, I mean, it's it's a, a good question to ask, because I know that within, you know, other situations that I've seen, you know, on television where, you know, women aren't able to have kids or one the woman wants to have kids and the man doesn't or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do you get through a situation like that when one person wants it and then the other person doesn't or one person can't have it? And mm -hmm. then as a man, you're like, how am I supposed to build my legacy? You know, I feel like a situation like that has to be understood early, mm -hmm. not ex excluding the can't have because I know that could be an issue later down. You didn't know whatever. But in terms of the want and the will, like you gotta, that gotta be upfront. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just be like, oh, we'll work it out later or yeah. they'll change their mind. Like yeah, you cannot, oof. you cannot assume that. You cannot marry you somebody cannot thinking that they're going to change their yeah, mind. You cannot assume that. <laughs> like stuff like uh, kids, religion, like don't, please don't play games with people. Yeah. Please. Cause you start investing feelings and it just becomes so much harder. Mm -hmm. And when people are adamant about something, you have to take that as face value. Please don't try to change people thinking, oh, they love me now. So they'll, they'll conform. Like, no, that's not how, that's not how life works. At least not right not, not now. This is a, a society we live in where everyone has an opinion. Everyone mm -hmm. has wants, everyone has needs. And you got to at least compromise on something to get to that point. And there are certain things I expect everyone that they will not be compromising on. And those two things, you have to take those at face value. You don't expect people to change. Cause you are going to be hurt and you want to hurt somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's facts. No, like people show you who they are early yeah. on and believe them when they show you. That's yeah. one thing I learned from, oof, I don't even know, from like my early twenties, <laughs> just that mindset of thinking that just staying in a relationship with someone and thinking that they're going to change their mind yeah. just because you've been with them from X amount of years. Like they're not changing. Like that, yeah. that's who they are. Like yeah. that's what they believe in. That's who they're going to be for the rest of their lives. So yeah. you either accept it or you move on. Yeah. So that's, that's powerful. All right, babe. So I have a question for you before we close out today. One, what is your biggest fear about conceiving a child? Two, what is your biggest fear about being a mother? And three, how do you plan to overcome both? So those are really good questions. I would say my biggest fear now about conceiving a child at 30 would be the ability to conceive a child. I think that, you know, as women, as we get older, um, our bodies definitely change. And I feel like I'm not as fertile probably as I used to be. <laughs> really? <laughs> so that has always been like an inner fear of mine. And it could be something that I'm just like, you know, 
playing over and over in my head like I usually do. But again, I'm definitely leaning on God to, you know, decide whenever that time happens. But we always talk about like whenever it happens, we want it to be as like natural and organic as possible, not forced and not like all weird, like me with my legs up in the air and like, <laughs> like oh, I have to, you know, be at a 30 degree angle yeah, and I have no. to do it like this. And then afterwards I have to like do a handstand. Like, <laughs> like that's not happening. So I definitely want it to be like fully God's will and and just be healthy more than anything. Amen. And I, I've never really had a fear in regard to like carrying a child because I do think that I'm going to be a good carrier. I don't know mm. why, but <laughs> I think like just in terms of like carrying the child, I feel like I'll be fine. But my biggest fear has always just been conceiving. And then in terms of being a mom, I think my biggest fear with that will always be protecting the child or children. As a mom, I feel like when you, you know, give birth to a life, the, the first thing is protection. Like as soon as it comes out of your body, because it's been a part of you for so long, like all you want to do is just hold it close to you and never let go. And I feel like I'm going to be very attached. I feel like I'm going to be obsessed, like <laughs> just good. like afraid to like, I don't want to be that kind of mom though, that doesn't know how to let go of my child and still enjoy my life and yeah. still give 110% to my marriage. Yeah. So that's my biggest fear is that not knowing how to balance it all, because I do think that, you know, becoming attached to something so little and so precious for so long and then it leaving your body and then you not knowing how to let other people babysit or let it, people, other people hold the child and yeah, like without yeah, you being yeah. all weird and like staring at them from across the room. No, I, I hear that. I definitely <laughs> like, understand that. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be me though. Like, what are you doing? I You're mean, not holding yeah, the baby, right? People going to have to give you time. I mean, even me, I have to give you some time. You know, I, I already. No, I, I want you to hold the baby. I mean, I'm going to hold the baby. You've been talking about that for years. Yeah, your uh, shoulders. Ooh, I'd be knocked out cold, y'all. When I lay on his shoulder, oh my god, like uh, on his chest, like a, oh, that me and that baby gonna be fighting over that. Yeah. That's your boy. Anyway, be out cold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I would say that those are like my my biggest fears. Definitely the protection part, because I I think as parents, regardless, like it's your number one job to protect a child, especially when mm -hmm. it's so young like that. And I always go back to like talking about maternity leave with like with corporate jobs and how I still feel like three to four months is not enough time to be away from work. Like I feel like it should be six months to a year, like easily. Yeah. Um, you plan on uh, to overcome those things within the conceiving one, or mm -hmm. like all of them in general. I feel like. My fears when it comes to conceiving a child, I think with me, that's just going to come with allow, allow, like just allowing God to like lead my path. Um, mm. I've always tried to be in control of my path. And I feel like this is the first time in my life where I've just been like, Amir, shut up. Like with proposing, like we talked about in the last episode with promotions at work, like my whole path has just been growth, growth, growth. I need the next step. I mm. need this. I need to get to the next thing, like more, more, more. Mm. And when it has come to kids, like I've never had that mindset. I'm just like, mm tread lightly like <laughs> that's yeah. the only thing that I feel like I tiptoe around mm. but everything else I've always been like full force ahead so I think that's interesting that with everything in my life I've always been like next step next step next step and mm. then when it came to motherhood I was like oh that's hot <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I was just like um you you think you ready you good like yeah. I'm kind of leaning on your energy a little bit yeah. I'm just kind of like yeah, let's, uh... let's look all the facts let's see what the facts are <laughs> Yeah. Like if my husband said that we ready, then I'm leaning on that because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, we, we, we <laughs> need to carry me we through this. But yeah, I just wanted to tag on to the questions that I asked you just to give the listeners both perspectives. I didn't. I think it'd be a little unfair if I just if we just uh, did the mm -hmm. one side. So for me, 
my biggest fear about conceiving would be just as you said before mm-hmm. the health. I'm, I don't want, I pray against any issues. You know, I don't want to have any of these horror stories happen with like the read about blood clotting mm-hmm. and injuries to you, your uterus, anything. I just don't want to have any of that. I don't want to worry. I want to have a, a healthy, Mom and baby, I want to be able to move forward in our lives, you know, not having to look back and have any concerns. But I know everyone goes through their trials and, you know, I just hope that, you know, that I pray against that. Let's mm-hmm. just put it that I just pray against that because that's very tough to deal with, especially, you know, us and being heavy in our professions and everything like that. It could just be very overwhelming. I just never wanted that for my family. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, uh, fatherhood as, as being a father. I want, I don't know if I would, if you would call it a fear, but I never wanted to be in control of my child's success. And mm-hmm. when I say that, I mean, everyone has a different definition of what success is. I want mm-hmm. my child to find that for themselves. And I, I want to guide them, but I don't want to pull or push them towards that. Mm-hmm. I want them to be able to walk their own journey so they can be proud of themselves. And I have to keep looking towards mom and dad. Right. You know, for approval. They know that they succeeded. They know that they're on the right path. I want my child to be confident in whatever they choose to do in their lives. So Mm -hmm. that's that would be for me. And to overcome either or, you know, I just keep praying, you know, keep praying. We both work out. So, you know, just keep Mm -hmm. doing what we can do for ourselves and, you know, leave it up to God. Um, Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Finger snaps on that. You better come on through with the the words of wisdom. (laughs) Pass the cast. Stop it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, that's real facts. Yeah. Seriously, I yeah. I love that about you. Like a lot of people, when they you know become parents, they already have in their minds how they want or who they want their children to be. Yeah, and I think that it's great, you know, that we're both going into it kind of open minded. Where you know, like I mentioned before, like please, like be whoever you want to be. Like we don't want to you know direct our TBD kids to toward any path. Like yeah. we're not directing them to be athletes, corporate no. America people, artists. Yeah. Like we were saying before, like if you want to take a year off, like please, like yeah. I would hate for someone to spend money on school loans or for us to give money for college education and expenses for you to not to, for you to declare undecided. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> like you're not that's going to I'm you're not going to college undecided. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't. <laughs> you need to know what you're doing. Yeah. Because college is a lot of money. Like when I look at back at my school loans and stuff like that, like I I think to myself, like I shouldn't have. If I can go back in time, that's actually one thing that I would change is I would pay for my education like you did out of pocket. No. <laughs> like school loans are not the wave. No, they're not. So I say that to say that I agree with you 100% that our kids should be able to choose their own path so that when they get on that path, they feel like it was their decision and they feel their own success because it's what they written for themselves and not something that we pushed upon them. Yes. Um, yes, yes. They still have to do AKA no matter oh, what. Oh my God. They, they going <laughs> but they do could choose they, anything else. They, choose. they could they choose anything else choose. but that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. So on that note, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for thank tuning in to another episode of Married and Winging It. And Wing who it. knows? Maybe next season we'll be parenting and uh, winging it. Oh, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We got to get that practice in though. No, I'm yes. talking about. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. Deuces. Peace out. Thank you guys for tuning in to Married and Winging It. We hope you enjoyed our episode. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Married and Winging It. Also, don't forget to send us your marriage or relationship questions to MarriedandWingingIt gmail.com. And we'll read them during season two of our podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. Peace out.